0: Dr. X by Culpeper Chung From Weird Tales, August 1923 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Read by Dale Grothman Dr. X by Culpeper Chung our old professor Sven Borgen has become famous almost overnight. I remarked glancing at the morning paper You remember him don't you Pat? Sure returned McKay lazily flicking an imaginary speck of dust off his burnt orange tie The Swede who used to lecture on psychology at G.W.I. during our last year there He was bow and had a cast in his right eye erratic nut. what? We used to call him Bug. What has he done now? Proclaimed himself Emperor of Vuzu or eloped with his grandmother? Nothing of such international concern, I said. But he appears to have gotten himself in the limelight just the same. A few days ago, it became known that he had perfected an operation for grafting the brain of an animal in the cranium of another animal of the same species. In much the same way as I understand it, that living tissue and bone are grafted on human beings ah rejoined mckay and yawned what is consolidated steel quoted at this morning his experiments have been successful to a degree almost past belief i continued ignoring his question the paper says that out of 50 operations performed on dogs and other small mammals only two prove fatal these operations the account continues have been performed chiefly on living animals but in one case at least the brain of a living dog was grafted into the cranium of a dog killed by concussion of the brain the dead dog was brought to life tough on the first pup pat commented although borgen's experiments have been confined to animal subjects i resumed he was recently granted permission by the swedish authorities to experiment with incurable patients in an asylum for the insane but on the very day the story was given out to the papers, which, by the way, are playing it up big, he was run over by a streetcar and instantly killed. Lucky devil, said McKay, without much interest. If he had lived, he would have ended his days in the Dippy House, brain graft, Pooh, The man had ants in his attic. I don't know so much about that, I rejoined. The paper says bunk mckay interrupted rudely the paper says i continued doggedly that he piffle." you're wrong interposed a quiet voice behind us piffle is scarcely the word the story about dr borgen in the morning paper is quite true i happen to know the facts in the case i turned my head sharply and gazed at the speaker he had stopped directly behind my chair and was gazing over my shoulder at the paper spread out over my knees he was a tall man of uncertain age and nationality although there was an elusive something about him that suggested the Scandinavian he had a turned face the color of old parchment a hawk-like nose and a pair of glittering blue eyes that appeared greenly iridescent when one gazed into their depths he was dressed in a shabby black suit of clothes Wore a slouch, but pulled down over his forehead a well-known brand of cigarette hung from between his thin red lips An unprepossessing person in short and yet strangely enough one who at once roused my interest And who the devil might you be asked McKay looking him up and down with an insolent eye? I Beg your pardon returned the stranger without embarrassment. I happened to hear the tail end of your conversation as I was passing And as dr. Borgen once honored me with his friendship I would not let your statement touching his mental condition pass unchallenged Sven Borgen was not a lunatic as you seem to think but a genius whose death will prove a sad blow to science and this newspaper story is based on fact I questioned so far as it goes nodded the stranger tossing the stub of his cigarette into the sea but the best part of the story the crowning achievement of dr. Morgan's life in fact has not been told I wonder if you would care to hear it why not I asked and looked at McKay Pat nodded but whether in acquiescence or in order to get the Sun out of his eyes I could not tell the stranger walked over to the rail and for a moment stood gazing out over the vast expanse of water beneath him the giant cunard liner SS Princess Maritza had just passed sandy hook and in a sea as smooth as glass was gathering speed with every revolution of her engines as she headed for european waters beneath the blazing hot sun i propped my feet up on the rail and sprawled out comfortably in my steamer chair the trip over it appeared had not been as monotonous as i had first believed it promised well at the start at any rate i thought as i watched the stranger coil his form into an unoccupied chair in front of us although the newspaper story fails to mention the fact he began directing his hypnotic gaze at mckay the idea of brain graft originated not with dr borgen but with a surgeon whom we will call dr x to perfect this operation was dr x's lifelong ambition and he worked and experimented for over thirty years, with this end in view. Almost at the very beginning, however, he realized that he would be unable to carry on his experiments unassisted, and it was for this reason that he took his friend and colleague Sven Borgen into his confidence. With the latter's cooperation, the experiments were carried on in earnest, over a period of many years, until at last science triumphed and the labors of the two surgeons were crowned with success the brain graft was an accomplished fact the experiments however had been confined to lower animals and before revealing his secret to the world dr x wanted to operate on subjects admitted from the human race think gentlemen what this operation if successful would mean to humanity the alert brains of old men could be given a new lease on life in say the bodies of young physically perfect lunatics and the minds of geniuses could by successive operations Be made to live on Perhaps who knows forever? It would only be a matter of time before the human race would become a race of supermen. but to continue Dr.. X himself a very old man had a son a clean-limbed strong-minded youngster about 22 years of age who was attending a medical school in Copenhagen one night shortly after doctor X had brought the first phase of his experiments to a successful conclusion he received a telegram informing him that his son had been severely injured in an automobile accident the message came in the dead of night long after dr. X had retired but he hurried into his clothes and caught the first train to Copenhagen The boy had been taken to hospital he was suffering from compound fractures of the skull and was not expected to live indeed he regained consciousness only long enough after his father's arrival to realize he was dying and to beg his parent in the name of science to use his body to carry on the brain grafting experiments this the doctor promised to do and in spite of his heroic efforts to save the boy His son died almost immediately afterwards of a cerebral hemorrhage It did not occur to dr. X to break the promise he had made to the boy He was perfectly willing to sacrifice his own life if necessary for the advancement of science And it seemed but natural to him that his son should want his body to be used for the same purpose So he did not hesitate He telegraphed dr. Borgen And then had his son's body removed to a colleague's private hospital in the same city then he made his will when Borgen arrived several hours later dr. X was ready for the operation which was performed almost immediately afterward I will not try to describe the operation itself the technicalities would bore you suffice it to say that a short time after the two hemispheres of dr. X's brain Had been grafted in the cranium of his dead son the organs of the latter began to function in short gentlemen the operation was a success and the dead man was brought to life the stranger struck a match on the heel of his shoe and applied the flame to a fresh cigarette then he looked up and his gaze encountered mine I hastily averted my eyes I certainly did not believe his story but there was nevertheless an indefinable something about him that inspired in me an odd feeling of repugnance and fear Mackay yawned and reached for a cigar well he remarked your story is not uninteresting but if you expect me to swallow it you will be disappointed not that I doubt your sincerity but well how do I know your story is based in fact I confess it sounds very improbable to me. May I take the liberty of inquiring your name? Certainly, said the stranger, and fixed his hypnotic gaze on my friend's face. Before I died, I was Dr. X's son. A sardonic smile twisted his thin red lips. Now, he added slowly, I am Dr. X. the end of Dr. X by Culpepper Chun.